I've been looking all over for you. What are you doing in here? Ben, what is going on? I don't understand. You're not returning my calls. Are you mad about Josh? I'm late for work. Listen, he doesn't mean anything to me. When I'm with him, I pretend it's you. Did I do something wrong? Would you just talk to me? Madison, I have a lot going on right now, okay? Maybe too much. Maybe you should consider dropping some of your commitment. Jesus, Madison, what don't you get? I'm, tr I'm trying to drop you. You don't mean that. Madison, I don't know any other way to say this except to just say it, okay? I'm not with you. With Amy. Amy, I told you this. Do you remember? Sure, I remember. I also remember you told me you loved me. Yeah. You asked me to. Good, how you doing, man? Good. Trying to get the right lighting for you there. Set the mood. Well, thank you. I, I appreciate it. It has the uh, the bunker feel, if that's what you were going for. Yeah. Uh, unshaved. What else? Woke up from a nap around 5.30. There you go. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Well rested. <laughs> Did a little so, bit of research. You know, I watched about 45 seconds of uh, the director's interview on Swim Fan back in the uh, publicity tour. And I'm like, okay, that's enough. I think I got it. Mr. John Paulson. <laughs> Um, I'm surprised that anybody had him on after this, that he was out doing press for it. Uh, I don't know much about the man. I think he's Australian. I'm hoping I'm not offending if he's like a New Zealander or something, but some sort of accent like this. Yes, he's Australian. <laughs> there. I got that right. I'm a man of the world. Um, oh, he went on to direct, uh, Mr. De Niro in a horror movie. So I don't think which horror movie hide and seek. I can't say I've seen that. Haven't seen that one either. But um, when did, you said you watched this on Prime, right? Yeah, yeah, I did. I think I know where you're going. So with it was this. yours <laughs> four by three? Also, <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's almost as if no one but you or I are checking out Swim Fan, and so they've not received any complaint <laughs> about it. But I was upset. Uh, my wife was upset with me for getting as upset as I was about a movie that previously I had <laughs> expressed no interest in, and I felt like I was missing out on what Mr. Paulson was trying to give us cinematically. Uh, I don't know. I, I did have a theory that uh, if you paid for it, maybe you got the 16 by 9 version. I felt like I was being punished for the uh, the Prime, the freebie copy. You want it for free? This is all you're getting. I, I, well played. Well played. I, I appreciate that. And uh but what brought this on? You because when you assigned this to me, you had already seen it, so this wasn't something that was just <laughs> you were. Going, you did this on your own. Me, I have an excuse. You made me do it. Um, I, I guess the, the the easiest answer. There is no easy answer here as far as how my my mind operates and the, the whims of what I decide to watch. Considering that I have a wall of. Uh, criterions on blu-ray many of which are still shrink wrapped that i've never cracked open <laughs> what am i doing 
watching Swim Fan, uh, a poor copy of Swim Fan at that on Amazon Prime. Uh, I think I'm trying to recapture something, Chris. I think uh, it's a little bit like I don't have cable TV anymore. And so sometimes my brain says, hey, you just need to whatever you're uh, the square that you fall on on these uh, little streaming boxes. You should need, just check it out. Just sort of drop in on it. So it was a conscious decision, but I'm, I'm trying I'm going to blame it on the unconscious, Chris. I'm, I'm trying to recapture something by just letting uh, Amazon Prime program something for me. And the problem is these all these streaming services, they have algorithms that start trying to feed you <laughs> things based on <laughs> what you're watching. And um, you know, fuck you for putting swim fan in my queue because <laughs> now <laughs> Amazon is going to start feeding whatever like a fatal attraction ripoff for teenagers that came down the pike after this in the you know preceding 18 years that I've somehow missed as well. It did. Uh, it did kind of put me in the mood for that. So maybe I'm, you know, the algorithm is right because they've not yet suggested <laughs> Fatal Attraction, but I would, I would watch that now after revisiting uh, this this genre with uh, the classic Swim Fan. What's another one? Uh, the one where Richard the Girl Gere... Next Door with uh, Jennifer Lopez is probably a little bit closer to this one. I felt like we released a War Machine versus War Horse episode on that with no. <laughs> we no, interviewed the the cinematographer. Right, I was going to say no discussion of the film because I I've never seen that. I don't think you have either. <laughs> Which means still haven't seen it. <laughs> yeah, it means of course uh, the appropriate guys to be interviewing someone on the subject. Um, what was the one with Richard Gere where his wife Diane Lane cheats on him? I'm kind of in the mood for that too. Mm, Unfaithful. I'm trying to remember. The I was name like, it's that. got there. It is generic title. Um, okay. Yeah, I I don't know, man. I think swim fans kind of put me in the mood for this. That's a compliment to the film. <laughs> I, that's that's a very generous one. It made you want to see better versions of a thing. So. <laughs> Look, I, can you think of uh, you know this is like a, the Blink One Eighty Two of uh, I guess a fair erotic thrillers. You know, there, I'm not saying swim fan accomplished that, even though I guess it did for me. Uh, what's a what's a better entry level film that gets uh, you know a younger audience into defining the the superior I guess adult content? Um, are you talking? I don't really like this whole subgenre of films very much. The erotic um, thrillers. Sort of, yeah, they don't really do much. I mean, I guess well, you could go into some early De Palma stuff, and that's pretty trashy and fun, um, and you you'd be okay going down that path, but. I mean, if you're wanting to somehow go back and watch Basic Instinct or whatever the sequel was to that, I, I'll pass. Uh, Disclosure or any of those you know, Michael Douglas movies uh, from the late 90s. I, I tell you what, man. I For months, I have checked my uh, iTunes discount app to see if Disclosure is finally cheaper. <laughs> than presumably like eight bucks or something that I refuse to pay. Like five dollars is the sweet spot. Because... <laughs> I've not seen it in years, but I recall that it has a phenomenal, a thrilling action sequence where Demi Moore is tracking Douglas through the uh, the early days of the World Wide Web, where he's <laughs> he's like looking for files on her computer, but it turns it into like this. Uh, it's like Mist or The Seventh Guest, this old PC yes. game where he wanders <laughs> down a hallway. Like I, I really enjoy those '90s uh, movies, like The Net with Sandra Bullock. I love Fantastic. I love to look back at the, <laughs> the early days of the internet. Virtuosity is another great one that does not hold up at all. <laughs> but this had 
uh, coming back to swim fan also had some uh, early art technology that just did not stand the test of time. If uh, you look at the way that she's Googling and um, the noises that the computer makes when this uh, young gentleman is surfing the web, it's just, it's fantastic. It, it, it does have a timeless sequence though, where he is attempting when <laughs> his girlfriend walks up to the computer and he, in a not so subtle <laughs> fashion, tries to turn off the pornography that he's, in this case, he's accidentally <laughs> looking at, but you know, that still applies today. I assume. Oh, that, 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 abs- that, that absolutely applies to this day. In fact, my wife hit me when that scene. <laughs> <laughs> now, hold on a minute, a little bit behind the scenes here. Now you, you said this is a, a favorite of your wife. This is a, she, she enjoys swim fan. I'm assuming this was, you know, she was of the time when it came oh, out. This is, this is right in that sweet spot for her. Cause this came out 2002, 2003, something like that. I think. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 2002. Okay. So then this put her right in her senior year of high school. So she was thrilled with this. This was exactly the right target age for her. And for me, there was no equivalent of this movie for teenagers <laughs> at that time. I mean, I, I guess we had like Porky's from 20 years earlier or something like that. I don't, there was yeah. no equivalent that I could think of, like the Dangerous Girl uh, movie. But can you think of something that was from like maybe in the 90s or some? I know well, I'm a little bit older than you, but I yeah. couldn't think of an equivalent. Yeah, because I would have been. Um... I would have just been a year out of uh, your wife. Uh, 2001 would have been my okay. senior year. Uh, but the one I remember from like the video store days that were popular among uh, you know the, the preteens or teenage that was uh, Fear with Mark Wahlberg, which is the opposite. It's the you know the 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 masculine side of it where uh, you have the stalker boyfriend. But that's the one uh, that <laughs> it's it's funny. Like you know, you mentioned Porky's, which. Uh, boy, I wonder how that stuff's aged, or like <laughs> Revenge of the Nerds, or any of that. In the in the Me Too era, no, it's, it's, it's you don't really. I mean, if you want to find a deep discount buy, go on iTunes and look for Porky's. They're, they're probably paying you five bucks to mm. take it off their hands at this point. I'm gonna hold out for disclosure. Maybe they'll bundle it with that because I'm <laughs> I really am but checking. If you, if, you, if you went on Amazon, I bet you could get a. Michael Dub- Douglas double feature on DVD of you know Disclosure and Basic Instinct for under ten bucks. I'm now checking this out. Disclosure Blu-ray, <laughs> nine ninety-eight. Uh, you are right though. There is a uh, Fatal Attraction double for twelve ninety-nine. So oh, with yeah, there you go. Yeah, I mean we're you know we're not quite at that four ninety-nine price point that I've set for myself, but we're getting there. <laughs> I, you know, this is, this was PG-13. Yeah, okay, it had to be, because I'm yeah. like, this is not, that that was the thing when I was thinking of fear was uh, the sexual content, I guess the violence, probably the language, all of it was uh, targeted. Uh, it's still targeted at preteens, yep. but it was an R rating. Uh, <laughs> I remember Mark Wahlberg. I think there's a uh, classic sequence, Chris. That you know you were you missed out. Yeah, on, on the uh, on the fer- on the Ferris there? wheel. Oh, okay. So you've you've had that moment where your wife has come by and you've been watching it, and uh, you've had to <laughs> sh- shut it down real fast. <laughs> it, you know, there's certain things you just hold on to with pride, and that's the moment you say, "Are we doing this or what? Or is this going to happen?" <laughs> I uh, water's I- great. Jump on in. I, I've I've been accused of that just in recent weeks, you know, in our uh, 
our shelter at home uh, lifestyle that uh, I was on another podcast and I I, meant, I was bitching about probably the uh, the art film or whatever it was that I should be talking about on a movie podcast and uh, I turned it off like couldn't get through it and switched over to Sliver on Netflix and I was accused <laughs> <laughs> accused by my co-host of trying to set the mood and uh, it worked buddy it it was. <laughs> You know what? I, I think that might be, it might be Sliver or Jade was probably the equivalent to my generation. One of those two, something in that. I don't something think I've ever seen Jade. Unfortunately, had Caruso in it. That's what I was thinking. I was like, okay, that's the one with Caruso because I got uh, I got Billy Baldwin, who's incredibly hairy, like just almost unnaturally. Billy Baldwin. Wow. We keep uh, we keep jumping around all these people from the TV show Parenthood. Um, which is another thing that my wife loves. She's watched that series, I think, four times all the way through. And so seeing young Christina um, and a um, – oh, God, I, I'm, now I'm facing his name, uh, Ritter, Jason Ritter, mm -hmm. um, in this show, in this film, they're both – You know, I am only familiar with them from this one uh, TV show. And it definitely felt like a prequel to Parenthood if you haven't seen that show. Think how great of a uh, a very special – episode a teaching moment this would have been of parenthood if one of you know i guess uh, erica christensen here would have been the mom but you know you could have had uh, you could have had a thread that builds up with a, an obsessive uh I, don't, I can't remember what the brood was called uh in parenthood the uh the the family legacy that we're following there but you know one of the kids oh uh go, hang on i should know it's the okay her name was christina in the show her <laughs> husband's name was joel this is how much this has been watched in my house. I, I love that you and, so much want to get this right. Like you feel like, you feel like you've been I mean, trained yeah, for this I could, moment. I could, simply I could simply open up another The Bravermans. <laughs> Got it. The Bravermans. I, I think this is uh, – the, the problem I had with it, and uh, if I am going to use a clip here for my 30 seconds of research uh, was <laughs> – and this is where I turned it off. The, the interview with the director was – he said he wanted to really get across that, and I've forgotten the character's names. Ben, played by Jesse Bradford, the uh, the swimmer here. There you go. He he wanted him and Amy, who is the woman wronged uh, in this high school setting. The the I guess the girlfriend that's gotten him back on track. I don't know. He had drug problems or something. Um, he wanted the audience to recognize that, unlike every other high school couple, that these two were meant to be meant to be together. <laughs> I don't. I don't think that came across to me at all. Like, I, actually, that was one of my big hangups with the movie is when this dude naturally has sex with uh, Christina Braverman because uh, she comes on fairly strong. Uh, I, I honestly didn't know if he was the type of guy that would really give a shit about his girlfriend's feelings like going forward, or if he just didn't want the public embarrassment. He, he basically a guy who just didn't want the drama that that was my read for a long stretch of it. Cause I, you know, poor Sherry Appleby here playing Amy. I, I, I don't, I don't know. I don't, other than her being the wronged woman, I, I, <laughs> I don't get any sense of these two before <laughs> uh, the Bravermans come to town and, uh, you know, have sex with everyone. <laughs> no, I, I didn't feel like this was a idealistic couple. I, I, I guess they were trying to hint at it, but there were, it didn't seem like it took a whole lot of pressure for this guy to really just start following her along. The by the time they end up in the pool, he had already made you know seven or eight betrayals at that point. So I think that he was well on his way. He was just looking for a girl that was willing at that point. Because had they been having sex, these two, is that what it was? We were trying to get that they 
um, that she was a virgin and was holding off and that's why he did this? Or uh, is there any excuse that's given for him other than he's an asshole? I suppose with the target audience, that's a, a more forgivable excuse. Like, well, he just couldn't control himself anymore. You know, just had to, <laughs> it had to go somewhere. <laughs> Might as well be the braver man. Um, <laughs> I, I, I felt like this is a, I think it more so than like fatal attraction. It probably has more in line with something like uh reefer madness, like something like that. Like where it's like, it feels like it's trying it, to it, go ahead. It gets into fantasy territory for sure. Well, yeah, it's trying to like lecture, uh, probably 14 year olds. I'm like, please, you know, please don't cheat on your girlfriend <laughs> or your boyfriend. Cause this is what could happen. Whereas, you know, if you're 17 or 18 years old and you're getting ready to leave high school, you probably, you know, I think you probably go to high school living for that sort of drama on, on these little mini betrayals <laughs> that everyone has and the, the cliques that you form and who you hate that week, that sort of thing. Like, uh, without the, uh, you know, the, where it escalates into, to murder, um, which is wrong, which is wrong of Christina Braverman, very wrong before that. It, it just seems like yet another thing that happens in high school. People like it gives them conversation pieces and then they move on a month later when somebody else fucks up and then they target them for a while. That's it. Yeah. I mean, th this is a film that I didn't feel like it was ever trying to be grounded in any sense of reality that I know um, just from the get go. And the, even the way that the film's edited, I'm assuming that this was conscious because it would have these emotional cuts where they would take from different takes of a scene and lay them over it was either that or i had a bad connection on my tv well, i'm we're already bitching I'm about the four three so <laughs> yeah and you know it could have been a pan and scanner i have no idea but the way that it was jumping around it felt like it just had a sort of dreamlike quality anyway and then by the time you get to the ending and there's a cop sitting in the back seat with christina braverman my when wife she's hated being that hated that fucking absurd <laughs> I just looked up because I'm like, you know, I always wonder with these type of things, you know, we mentioned uh, the boy next door. And so, you know, when you talk to people, you're like, hey, you know, they got to work too, right? They, they just do something, move on to the next job. The editor here is Sarah Flack. And mm -hmm. I'm not doing a deep dive here. I'm just, I just clicked on her name on my iPad and her top four known for as an editor, Lost in Translation, The Limey, Away We Go, and Dave Chappelle's Block Party. Wow. <laughs> like, you know that that could be that could be her trying to elevate material and i think that's what was going on if i notice editing in a movie like this it's because it was out of place it, she was yep she she found her way she was definitely uh she was fighting out of her weight class this time so yeah she, she i mean found she it. honestly with that that line of credit she feels like the biggest star even at the time on this production it's <laughs> <laughs> the editor So you, you don't find any uh, – if you don't like the genre, which I'm always – whenever I talk to you, and it's been a while, uh, I'm always reminded it's been way too long. of how vanilla you are. Like if we were if we were lovers, which in an alternate dimension we are, uh, <laughs> clearly I'm the one – I'm the Demi Moore from Disclosure. I'm the one pushing you <laughs> to do things you're not totally comfortable with, like watch Swim Fan. There's a line for the 8 a.m. meeting tomorrow if there's – Down to business. Wait, 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 w
to my mother's still a chance we might get caught. Some things never change. Some things just get better. Mary. Mary. You remember all the things we did? Yeah, I remember. Things nobody knows about you but me. All our secrets. Wouldn't mm. you just lie back and let me take you? You. Oh, now you've got all the power. Oh, no, 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 no. That's something I want. I'm an old curmudgeon. I know what I like. I, I know I, maybe I've just, or maybe I've just been masturbating for too long and I've been addicted to porn <laughs> and I know how to make myself come. So when you get outside of the particular things that I like, I, I get a little bit uncomfortable. So, and you're trying to open me up. You're saying, Hey, look, open up a new tab. There's other sites you can go to. Are you familiar with incest porn? We're like, well, what's your thing? You're trying, you're trying to open me up to new areas. And, and I appreciate that. It's, you're doing me a service. Yes. I, I, I like to think so. Um, on that note, because I, I knew I knew eventually we would get here, so I have you know a bit worked up for that. Um, <laughs> speaking of getting older, do you, do you ever feel like a man out of time or out of step? Like when you open up one of those uh, one of those charitable sites that are helping people <laughs> find themselves, literally <laughs> sexually, where you see like you know what is the like the most popular? What's on the front page? Uh, it's not that sure. far off from me opening up YouTube and seeing some of like the, you know, the, the, the prank or challenge videos where it's like, I just don't get what I'm looking at. Like it's a it's completely different culture. Uh, and I've been left behind. I also find that when I go to my favorite pornography sites as well, like <laughs> you mentioned the, uh, <laughs> the incest thing, the, the obsession currently with like brother sister relationships. I always like how they like parenthetically put like step just, <laughs> just to make you a little more comfortable with it. <laughs> I, I can't say, uh, you know, as, as someone that uh, was a product of divorce and uh, my parents had children, you know, after I came about with their other partners, not not ever a fantasy that ever crossed my mind. And I feel like if that was something that one of my bros mentioned or if this was popular back in the dial-up days, I, I think that even then there would be like – there would be a swim fan teaching moment. There would be a stern talking to like, dude, what are you doing here? What's, what's going on? Yeah. Um, yes, I do feel like I'm out of step with culture. I can't put you in a Frequently. corner there. What are um, you going to say? You're going to be like, no, it's fine. I totally get it. <laughs> like, I totally understand this. Well, there, the, the thing is, I always, um, I think I had a fear that I would be the guy that didn't know when the party was over, um, because I was that guy in my twenties you know, and possibly into my early thirties. There were plenty of times where I was up at, you know, six o'clock in the morning still drinking and just it, the party had ended hours ago. It was time to go home. And I thought that eventually I might be the, you know, 45 year old guy at the 22 year old club. And now that I am that 45 year old guy and I look at the world around me and I'm out of stuff with it, I'm really glad I am. Um, when I look at somebody like Dave's Twitter feed, I, I go, yeah, that's it. Look, look at Dave go again. Look at him. All upset about some silly shit. Look at you go, buddy. Good on you. Shout <laughs> out to uh, Dave of a podcast directed by, <laughs> if you don't follow the continuity of our podcast lives. Um, yeah, I, I 
agree with you there because I think when I do load up the Twitter app, <laughs> if I am moved to comment on Dave, it's just more like, "Are you okay? <laughs> but you need to take a moment, <laughs> step back, buddy. It'll be fine." Uh, yeah, yeah, and I I pulled up for for the swim fan, like you know I. I, I mean, I'm glad to hear like when it's age appropriate, like your wife uh, can have fond memories of this because there's another recording I did for uh, Empire Records that I've yet to edit and like I was in the process of. And I, I sound like the most bitter old man um, about that, that movie. That movie sucked when it came out, though. I, I was of I'm glad. the right age for that movie, and it was, it's just not a good movie. I'm glad you said that. That's why I would be lovers in an alternate dimension <laughs> because I, I tried to make that case as well that I was – you know, 13 when it came out and I thought everyone in it was a dork. Like I thought these were people to be made fun of, not to want to become one day. Um, but when I, when I watch stuff like this, I also feel like a swim fan. Am I giving it more of a pass? Cause I know <laughs> that I'm not the target audience for this. Like watching it now feels like one of the people, like if you're one of the new rotten tomatoes critics, I guess if you want to call mm-hmm. them that, I hate that by the way, I've always like, I don't feel like rotten tomatoes should show me any reviews other than ones that were printed or released uh, around the time <laughs> the movie came out. Like, I don't need a 2020 reappraisal of Swim Fan. That's what I'm for on projecting <laughs> film. <laughs> don't try to skew the numbers based on how we feel about it now. Uh, but I, I did try to, like, look that up. And it was, I think, like, these old bastards back then were, like, trying to give it a pass and couldn't well, quite pull I, the trigger I, on I it. I did have that. Honestly, I did have that reaction to it, that this isn't very good. But I also know that it's not for me. I'm not going to throw on My Little Pony and tear that apart because that's not for me. It's working really well for somebody else. And my wife has very fond memories of this movie. She knows that it's a bad movie. It's not like it's something that she actively enjoys. And I I would be lying if I said my Blu-ray shelf wasn't completely filled with some garbage that really is just filling nostalgia more than anything else. And if I saw it without memories tied to it, if I, if I were to go back and watch something like, I don't know, uh, the Toxic Avenger for the first time right now, that that was not something that where my mind is at that I would enjoy that. So, yeah, I think it's fine. I did manage to recapture this uh, for another podcast when we talked about the crush with Alicia Silverstone because that put sure, me yeah. that put me right back. Now I was accused by my co-host of uh, <laughs> sexualizing this fourteen-year-old girl in that film. Uh, well, that's I, what they're trying to do. That's the point of the movie, isn't it? I had to remind him that when this that movie came out, I was twelve, so she was an older woman to me. So my, <laughs> <laughs> you can't put that on me now. Like I'm, I'm trying to tell you what I what I felt then, and uh, it was something for Alicia. I got it. I got it back then. <laughs> I became a man. <laughs> me and I the was, dude uh, from the the Princess Bride. Same thing. See, I, that, that's the uh, the age gap there, and when. I had I was out of high school at that point when that movie came out, so I'd already gone through my you know big Kubrick phase, and I go, yeah, I saw this, and it was good the first time I saw it. I don't really need to see this one. That's that's where you and I diverge, my man. Like I, you know, I have a copy of Lolita, but I'm I'm probably gonna have seen The Crush way more times in my life than Lolita. <laughs> I just like it more. <laughs> no, no, I, I mean, don't, don't get me wrong. Uh, the not unlike you, there's plenty of Criterion movies that are far better that I don't crack open on a frequent basis. If you look at it, um, the only ones that I really visit a lot are the, the Hal Ashby ones, which, you know, the the weird little shit movies that you hate. Yeah, yeah. I, I It's weird to me because I was not 
So I was not the high school quarterback. I was not the star swimmer where pussy was just being thrown my way <laughs> by people who can't swim of all things. And they still want to have sex with me in the pool. Uh, but yeah, there, there's something in me that's like, I, I have the blood of bullies. I don't know if it's from previous generations, <laughs> like my father and his father, <laughs> even, even as a young kid who weighed, you know, 80 pounds, uh, I, I had a distaste for, for those, the, the weak and the odd. <laughs> and, and this is what held us back from being lovers in this dimension. <laughs> yeah, we had to, yeah. we'll have to transcend this universe to figure this out. <laughs> Uh, all right. Yeah, we got we got we got to keep this up. We got to talk more because it's uh, life gets away <laughs> from me, and uh, I realize the conversations I have about swim van are dramatically different from my my poor beleaguered wife, who uh, <laughs> who watches this, and that I think is probably more perplexed that I'm watching it like for a podcast. I have a discussion with another grown man about it because when we when we threw it on, she's like, "Is this for a podcast?" And I, I actually like have to lie to my wife, be like, no, no, we're just, we're just, you know, let's just watch something, just something mindless. And she finds that okay. But to know that I'm going to have a half hour conversation about it, I think she's deeply troubled. But, uh, you know, this is my private shame. That's fine. Cause she, she's not going to download it. So she'll never know. See, now th- this is the spinoff show. I think this is the, uh, this is the real podcast, My Private Shame. That, that's, a, that's the show. I tell you what, man, I, I, when I look at the numbers, I'm like, yeah, this is a private shame. This is. <laughs> This is a journal just for me, uh, being read by you, you know, when you're on the other end of the Skype call. But I wanted to open it up. I know we're going to, we've got one more uh, that we're already going to do that's as far as I gathered, that's a newer film that we're going to talk yeah, about. Yeah, it's a new release. Yeah, yeah uh, which is, you know, kind of strange in these days having, you know, new content. Uh, but I, I wanted to, you know, make amends with you and uh, kind of trade off. Uh, so if you've got something like this that you'd like to force upon me, feel free and we'll <laughs> we'll dive into the catalog. You know what? Let me uh, let me go through Amazon. Let me see what it's recommending for me. And uh, it, you know my taste. It'll end up being some really bad horror film. It might be Maniac. Um, I have that three-disc Blu-ray that's sitting on my shelf that hasn't been cracked open. So I've never seen that, so I, I have no comment. Yet. It's a... Uh... <laughs> I'm, I'm curious what you'll have to say about it. Um, it might be in the um, Human Centipede kind of realm. Oh just just look at the poster, and you can see how subtle this film is. This is uh, not, not the one. Not that. Not yeah. Not the one with Elijah Wood. Yeah, I, w- I wouldn't say it's it's not swim fan subtle. I'll grant you that. <laughs> it doesn't have the same artistry. You're right. <laughs> I don't it's, think the editor went on to, to work with any Coppola's. I can't really tell from from this uh, poster here, but is his zipper slightly down? What's going on with the shading right at the well, yeah, yeah, right look, above look, the bulge? Just look right yeah, next. Yeah, there, you, there it is. That's the star. It's not the zipper. It's it's there. It is it's hard to bulge. get past the bulge. <laughs> hmm. That's all I know that's going on in that. I mean, there might be some gore somewhere, but I can't get past the bulge. This has been another episode of Projecting Film. <laughs> You know, you always end the show as soon as I say something. Absolutely, I hear the pause and it's like, oh, well, there we go. There's our out. <laughs> Normally, I, I have my editing cap on where I'm like, oh, that's a that's a good way. That's a solid ending right there. You know, play, cue the music, all this. I have to admit this time that I was just sort of lost in it and looking at this drawn <laughs> penis and these tight jeans. And it's like a, there was a jolt of like, hey, you got to say something back. And all I had was, that's the show. That's it. I got no... <laughs> 
Until next time. I just got my divorce papers. And as soon as I signed them, my marriage is over. My hopes are shaking, barely breathing. I gotta let her go. Just giving up. This is what she wanted. Cause you She loved your wife. Yeah. You fight for her. The Farewell Season of Parenthood, Thursday on NBC. I was talking to a director earlier this week that I was interviewing, and we were talking about films that have just amazing posters that never lived up to what their poster was. And you would rent these movies in you know the 80s and 90s that you would be like, oh, if it even has like one one hundredth of what that poster is promising, I'll be just so happy. And they never, and that's one of those movies that does not live up to that poster. Wow, it is on Prime, it's on Vudu Free, it's on Epics, <laughs> it's on Shudder, it's on four different services here. Surely I'll find well, a, a good copy, right, among them, or no? Um, I, I don't know. I mean, I have both a 4K and a, <laughs> the remastered in 1080p one, so whichever one works better for you, I could, I could forward it over to you. That sounds good. We can do that. <laughs> <All right. laughs>